from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. And we get into our second hour here on Ken LaVica Live. We mentioned right at the top, we paid our homage to, I mean, without question, the most unique personality to ever coach college football, Mike Leach, who passed away last night at the age of 61. And... Uh, Joining us now here on Ken Levick Alive is a man who uh, who I've known longer than he will have liked, uh, but he is the former athletic director at Florida Atlantic and former classmate of Mike Leach's at BYU. Craig Angelos joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Craig, now the senior deputy, uh, deputy director of athletics at Long Island University. Craig, thank you so much for the time. I uh, I apologize for it being under these circumstances, but uh, but thanks a lot for for taking a couple of minutes. Appreciate you. And I let's just start like this, if we could, because uh, I'm fascinated by this. What was Mike Leach in college like? Yes, thank you, Ken. Good to talk with you. You know, Mike. Mike was always kind of an eccentric kind of guy. I knew him and his uh, his wife, who he who was dating at the time. Uh, you know, one of the baseball my baseball teammates and Mike were were roommates. So you know, he was he was he was really always a student of the game. As it said in his bio, he never played college football. Didn't play college sports at all. Played a little bit of rugby, but was kind of more of a you know, intellectual kind of guy, more of a, a little, you know, a little eccentric, a little loop, a little <laughs> bit, but very smart and, uh, and, and, you know, a really good guy. When, when it came to his love of football, I mean, you guys did know each other at college. Uh, how uh, was it, was it anything that, that you felt as if he would ever be involved in? It seemed like everything with him was a passing interest. He knew a little bit about everything. Could you have possibly foreseen that there was a football future in Mike Leach? You know, I, I I didn't uh, I didn't as as much during that time. I mean, I think he had interests like everybody else. But you know, like after he, he after college, he went on to law school at Pepperdine. You know, so you're thinking he's going down that route. But the guy was relentless in his pursuits. And then you know, he decides he's going to go out to the Midwest somewhere in Iowa, whatever, and and start getting in a little bit of coaching because he, you know, so so he had an opportunity there. So it certainly wasn't the blue blood coming up as a GA, you know, at, at, at USC and, and moving his way through there. He kind of, he, I mean, really unique story, as you know, uh, just his background as far as, you know, going out in the Midwest, you know, some of these smaller little schools, just kind of working his way up to where he's at. And even as, even when he got to the big time, going to these three schools is, is an, as, a, as a head coach that were kind of nondescript and hard to win at, but he found a way. So he was, he had a unique journey from the very beginning. Craig Angelos, former FAU Athletic Director with us here on Ken LeVick Alive, now Senior Deputy Director of Athletics at LIU. Uh, so after college, uh, and, and you guys both went your separate ways, and then you ended up at the University of Miami, we know that, that Mike Leach loved Key West and loved everything about Key West and had a place in Key West. What was your contact like uh, after college? Did you stay in regular contact? Was it a, a bit sporadic? What was, what was that like? It was a bit sporadic, but I don't know if you all know the story when I tried to hire Mike Leach at, at FAU. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I want to focus on that. How close did that actually come to be in 2011? Because I know you had talked with him and you had an affinity for him, and he even went on the record and was discussing it. How close did Mike Leach become to being Florida Atlantic's head coach and the successor to Howard Schnellenberger? Well, it was very close. I think it was, you know, uh, 
Uh, well, well, I'll give you a little bit of background. So Howard announced his, 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 he was going to retire at the end of the 2011 season. So it gave me two or three months to go out. So I talked with him. He, he was, Mike was his second year out at Washington, I mean, at uh, Texas Tech. Uh, you know, and, I, and, and, and I said to Mike, listen, you're, this is your third year out. If you're out after three years, I mean, people are just going to lose interest in you and you're not going to get an opportunity. So why don't, why don't you come think about coming back to FAU, go over there for a year or two. I mean, it was, it was the pre-Lane Kiffin approach, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. Uh, exactly what it was. And uh, so I, 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 I was out, when I was out recruiting, so to speak, I flew down or I went down to Key West. I brought my whole family because, you know, he knew my family. I knew a little bit of his family, knew his wife and whatnot. We were down to Keys for a weekend down there this is it is a little bungalow there uh, we stayed at a hotel you know we we went had dinner together we went to church together uh on sunday morning you know we hung out together just really trying to personalize it i gave him a contract for a five-year deal for five hundred thousand dollars a year okay uh and i said listen i need you i know it's not your number one thought just like it you know again similar to the lane kiffin deal that happened there i said but but you got to let me know at least by Thanksgiving whether you're going to take the job or not. Uh, and I said, and if you don't, you know, then I got to move on and find somebody else. I said, so I'll give you till Thanksgiving. So, you know, make a long story short, a little bit before that, the president at the time and I uh, took a private jet on a Sunday afternoon down to the Keys, mm-hmm. uh, took Mike out to dinner. She got to know him a little bit. You know, I wanted her to get to know him. And so the three of us went out to dinner. The president and I flew back. Uh, you know, this was like maybe a week before Thanksgiving. And it's like, you know, Mike, here, here the contract is. And, uh, you know, let me know. So interestingly enough, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, he called me and said that Washington State had offered him a job, I think paying about $4 million a year to go there. And so naturally he was going to go there. So he turned down my $500,000 a year. <laughs> Uh, for for $4 million a year at Washington State. Uh, but, it, you know, it was close. I think if Washington State had not uh, had not came knocking on his door, uh, I think we would have had him. And I think we, it would have been the Lane Kiffin deal. He would have been there for a year or two, kind of cleaned up his image a little bit, yep. and he would have been off, off to the races at that point. But it was, uh, you know, I thought he would have revolutionized uh, FAU, brought a passing game there. I mean, just really would have brought a lot of excitement, brought, sold a lot of tickets. I thought it was a great, it was great on all angles. And you know, you guys, they ended up doing that later on with Lane Kiffin, and you saw the how well that worked out. Right, right. It, that's wild. You got to the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and it sounds like Craig, you legitimately, you legitimately thought, hey, uh, as the days uh, fly off the calendar, you legitimately think Mike Leach is going to be your your hand-picked successor to Howard Schellenberger. This got late, late in the process. Yeah, no, no question. I thought it did. We had a new stadium. He loved Florida. I mean, even when I was at Miami, every time Miami would open up, he'd say, hey, do you know anyone at Miami? Because he, he, he loved Florida. Uh, and so, uh, you know, he had his place in the key. So I definitely think we could have got him there. I think it was very close. And I didn't really think anyone was picking him up either because sure. it has been two full years. He was in litigation with uh, Texas Tech. He is in his third year now, so I'm thinking, well, people are kind of losing interest in him, that kind of thing. So I really thought that he was going to be the guy. I mean, I really did. He was my number one guy for sure. And then after that, we had to peel back and start looking at other people, uh, you know, after Thanksgiving. 
former FAU Athletic Director Craig Angelus. That's great stuff. And he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive, the Senior Deputy Director of Athletics now at LIU. And uh, we definitely appreciate him giving us a couple of minutes here to remember Mike Leach passing away last night at the age of 61. What ultimately, someone that you've known for so long and had this relationship with, Craig, what ultimately do you hope that Mike Leach's legacy is? Well, I mean, I think he'll always be remembered as just a really bright, innovative mind that changed, you know, that changed the offense of college athletics. I mean, you see all of his his predecessors uh, or successors, I sh- should say, with Lincoln Riley and, and Heupel and Holgerson, and they all have a, a variety of the air raid offense. Where you know, and and and, and keep in mind, he kind of took that from the BYU days before the before the air raid where BYU was and Steve Young and Jim McMahon mm-hmm. and those guys were throwing the ball 50, 60 mm-hmm. times, well, at least 50 times a game, you know, and we thought that was really outlandish. And of course, Mike, Mike continued that mentality and, and build upon that. Uh, and he got that from Lavelle Edwards at BYU when he went there undergrad. And that kind of, I think would instill that in his mind. And, and so I, I just think he just has revolutionized the whole passing game. My son went and played his freshman year up of Washington state with Mike uh, and uh, and and he just tell me these stories about the quarterback room was Mike's office, and so the five quarterbacks, four or five quarterbacks, would be in there every day in the quarterback room listening to Mike's stories. And very seldom they talk football. He would just sit down and start talking stories. I mean, he was just such a well-rounded guy that had so many interests, but you know, uh, just this eccentric mind as when it came to football. Uh, but but yeah, I think that's his legacy there. If, of how he's revolutionized the passing game. And even as my son says, I mean, it, it may not be the hardcore air raid where you're throwing the ball 50 times a game, uh, but everybody has now kind of taken a version of that, uh, you know, to, to have a vertical passing game. And, uh, you know, so I think that's going to be his legacy, his of how innovative he was, how creative he was, uh, how relentless he was, and, and just how eccentric he was, too. And so it's a sad day. It's it a sad abs- day for everybody. It absolutely is. But what I love, though, are, are the vast majority of people's recollections are like yours, and you use the word eclectic, and I think that's the best way to describe him. And I think that he'll be known just as much for that as he is for his his on-the-field contributions. I do have to ask you, after saying that you, you went to dinner and you, you went down and you met with Coach Leach multiple times, what does one talk about over dinner with Mike Leach? <laughs> well, you know, Mike always has some conversation in his mind that he wants to talk about. So <laughs> uh-huh. you might ask a question, uh, you know, like, you know, how are things going? How's the family doing, et cetera? And he'll stay on that for a little bit, but then he'll take it uh, uh, different directions. And I think that's the, 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 the great thing about him is, is even when I would call him now, you know, on the phone or talk to him uh, or, or text him, I mean, it's always you're never sure what direction it's going to go because he has so many things going through his mind. Uh, so it was the same when we went down there and, you know, we had the president there uh, and she was asking him questions and he was all over the place. And I think she saw she had never been around him. And she was like, yeah, that's kind of he's, he's an interesting guy. He's an interesting guy. You know, that was kind of her her response, if my recollections correctly or correct. So, yeah, it was uh, uh, he, he, he just takes it in different directions. You know, you know, all of his passions, but he, he knows stories. He'll just pick up stories and just start running with them and you just listen. 
Craig, so. really, uh, really, really uh, appreciate you sharing some stories again with a guy who was uh, uh, they're unparalleled, unparalleled personality. And again, uh, I do think that as the years pass, his on-field contribution is going to be focused on more and more. But when uh, when I heard that, uh, that that Coach Leach had passed, you were the first name that came to mind because I know you had the relationship with him in college, and I know that you spoke so highly of him uh, as as we enter that 2011 football season knowing that there was going to need to be a new head coach for the first time at FAU really appreciate the time appreciate the stories great to catch up and uh, we'll do this again soon okay all right Kane good talking to you bud thank you that is Craig Angelos former FAU athletic director with us here on Ken LaVica live so how about that uh Florida Atlantic got down to the 11th hour Mm. with Mike Leach like there was not only just a meeting but there was a second meeting involving a private jet and a contract laid out in front of Mike Leach. And it got to the day before Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, D-Day for decision for Mike Leach. And Craig Angelos thought that Mike Leach was going to be the head coach at FAU. How about that? That's incredible. And the only other school that came through was Washington State at the last second. Yeah, I, I thinking back to it, I did think how, how random it was that Mike Leach did go to Washington State that year. Um, but obviously, you know. Well, now you know, $4 million. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realize it was that big of a deal either. But still, like, just thinking back, I, I just I didn't realize he was out for a full two years. Like, trying to bring myself back to that time after Mike Leach at Texas Tech is, is kind of weird. But it would have been so cool to know that. Or if he would have been able to come through Boca Raton yeah. next after Snellenberg. And I guess from a business perspective, like they would have put more than $500,000 on the contract if they thought there were other teams out there approaching him, like Craig said. And it's just well, unfortunate. Four million. <laughs> well, as someone who knows what FAU's <laughs> yeah, financial yeah. dynamics were back in uh, the year of our Lord 2011, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I, I just don't, <laughs> I I don't, don't know. You're saying, are you saying that was their $500,000 was their four that million? That might have been their max <laughs> offer. Yeah, that <laughs> might have been their max offer. Not quite sure. Um, but but I find that endlessly interesting. They, Craig Angelos tried to make FAU the coach rehab U before FAU eventually became coach rehab U when Lane Kiffin came in in 2017. And he, and he had enough confidence to gas up the jet, take Absol- it all the way down the there. President, the president, the university yep. president, and he's talking about Mary Jane Saunders, the university president went down to meet with Mike Leach mm-hmm. in Key West, and he thought this was going to be a done deal. That's fascinating stuff. So... I, I I had always heard that Mike Leach nearly happened, but I didn't know that it like like came a day away from happening. That's awesome stuff. You can check out the Ken Levicka Live free podcast if you want to listen back to Craig, Craig Angelos remembering Mike Leach and uh, and just how close FAU came to becoming um, uh, the new home for a head coach in Mike Leach. Uh, and if I were to go to Key West today, I don't have access to a private jet. I don't. I'm just not at that level yet. Okay, that's a couple of levels above me. I love that you use yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I love have a vision that. board. You, be, you better use yet. <laughs> you better use yet. Yeah, man. Uh, you never right. know. That's right. I'm I have come a vision up. board. I have a vision board. That jet's right there, man. Happening. Uh-huh. Um, but I would get in my Kia K5 GT and drive myself down to Key West, head over the seven-mile bridge, take in the sights, and then get myself 
to Key West. Uh, head to the southernmost point, which, by the way, is not the actual geographic southernmost point. But you know what? It's a great photo op in my Kia K5 GT that I got at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Military trail half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Well, Ken, how do I get there? Well, one, I just told you exactly where it is, but you can't miss it. Got a big old Kia sign out in front, and I know that because, well, I've been there a bunch of times. But also, I went and got my car service last Friday. Andre and all the fine folks in the service department making sure I got taken care of and boy my Kia K5 GT now that it's been all tuned up and some tires have been swapped out is running beautifully it's what they do at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach speaking of beautifully them having your back if your credit's out in great shape and here in the state of Florida you live in Florida there's a good chance with how expensive a lot of things are down here your credit is rough 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 but don't think Don't think that you can't get off the lot with a new Kia at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach if your credit is bad. Don't think that it's like getting an apartment or getting a condo. Uh Uh-uh. They have credit clinic on site, bank reps right there going through all the creditors saying, all right, all right, all right, let's get you taken care of. Let's get you figured out. And they do it because they have your back because they know that you need an automobile. It's how you get around in South Florida, and they're going to try and do it so that you're not sweating, wondering, how do I make this payment? Is it kids going on a field trip or me making the car payment? They don't want to put you in that spot. They have your back at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Check out that selection and then roll over to Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Military Trail, half mile south of uh, Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Temple of Troll on the way. Who is in Theo's sights? Well, I think you'll find it's an entire damn team. Mm. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. The Ken Levick Alive podcast is always up and always free wherever you get your podcast. Don't miss it. Miss anything on the show. And let me tell you, especially the way this show has been today, every segment's got something a little bit different. Want to know why? Because we're chaos. We don't actually know what we're doing, but we're doing it. So you're going to get something with variety and something new every day. The Ken Levick Alive podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and it's free, free for the masses. Ken Levick Alive podcast. You know what else is free for the masses? Going to hang out with Theo Dorsey at PBKC. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, man. This Sunday it's going to be on and popping, and it's also free parking, so pull up on us. Oh, PBKC is your entertainment destination with poker, casino table games, OTB action, exceptional dining, and exciting events like this Friday's Merry Christmas Baby dinner and show with Chris McDonald live in the paddock. But of course, this Sunday, Join ESPN 106.3, myself and J-Mart live at the PBKC Sports Card and Memorabilia Show featuring signed icon and some amazing vendors, prizes, and much more. And catch all the big games with NFL Ticket and hundreds of sports TVs. Go to pbkennelclub.com for comedy lunch. Oh, comedy, lunch with the legends, and of course, tickets for more info. Let's go. You know where else parking is free? At the Duffy's in West Boca. Okay, now you're damn right about that. Uh-huh. Tomorrow, Ken Levick Alive is taking over the Duffy's in West Boca in advance 
of the semifinals. We are out there for some soccer at Duffy's in West Boca. Who's we? Well, it's me, Ken Levicka, and the Dominican Queen, Jeanette Javier, and the silent assassin, Christian Cat. We're all going to be at the Duffy's in West Boca, broadcasting live 12 to 2. Friday Night Lights, he's staying back here. Stone's going to be on the show, but he's going to be back in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. So, all right, we'll get him out next time. No, it's fine. I'm just holding it down back we'll in the studio. We'll get him out next time, but come meet me and come listen to myself, the Dominican Queen, and the Silent Assassin at the Duffy's in West Boca. The ESPN West Palm Street team going to be on site 1-3. to three. We're broadcasting live, of course, 12-2, to two, but we're going to be giving away fun swag in the meantime. Enjoy Duffy's award-winning burgers, wings, two-for-one drinks. Duffy's, your soccer headquarters. We're taking it over tomorrow in West Boca, located off St. Andrews Boulevard. Duffy's, their game is always on. Theo Dorsey, he comes off as an upstanding gentleman. He is very loving. He has a beautiful fiance. He has a home. His life is stable. His family life is strong. He takes care of those around him. And then sports happen. Don't be fooled by the man you see on WPTV News Channel 5 and WFLX Fox 29, well-dressed and dapper. Uh Uh-uh. The man is ruthless. The man is petty. The man is disrespectful when it comes to sports. He wants to trash you. He doesn't care what you like. He wants to make sure you feel bad about it. He is a troll through and through. And so as we climb to the peak of the mountain, it is time for Theo Dorsey to get on his pulpit and deliver us the sermon from the Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rocio then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of trolls. This one is uh this one's a long time coming actually because it, it's going out to a special group of guys who who really showed me their true colors last year mm-hmm. and I should have known it. The Phoenix Suns are the softest softest quote unquote good team in the NBA and maybe of all of professional sports right now. The Phoenix Suns who right now sit at fourth in the West had a weekend series with the New Orleans Pelicans, who they bounced out of the playoffs last year with right. Zion Williamson, who we all know, was sidelined. The Phoenix Suns on Friday night got the doors blown off of them, like we saw from them in Game 7 last year in the playoffs against the Mavericks. <laughs> and Zion Williamson caught a ball, and I'm sure we've all seen the highlight. He was on a run out with a couple of seconds left. Blowout game. Blowout game. He he gets catches a run out. Game's over with. They're up by double digits at this point. So Zion, it's showtime. Zion sees he's at home mm-hmm. in New Orleans. He fans wants to are going the fans crazy show. for him. It yeah. was the team that bounced his boys the season prior. Exactly. So what does Zion do? He's young. He does a 360 windmill. And when you're Zion Williamson, Danny, 360 windmills, that's I mean, like a layup. The dude's eight feet tall, 400 pounds in his windmill. And you know what? The fans love it. The fans Puts love butts it. in the seats. The fans love it. The fake tough Phoenix Suns. Oh, well, they had a problem with it, Ken. Stone, they were a little upset. So afterwards, they want to get stirring things up. They want to act like they're tough guys. And Zion Williamson broke an unwritten rule. And all of this hoopla after the game. Well, little did those Suns realize, and maybe they did know it, they had a game with the Pelicans two days later. So they can get mad at Zion on the court after the game, but really they could show him. They could stick it to the Pelicans on Sunday and show Zion that we're not having any yet. Sunday rolls around. Pelicans win 129-124 in overtime. Zion Williamson, 35 points, 
eight rebounds, three assists. The New Orleans Pelicans are the number one team in the Western Conference right now. They're on a winning streak thanks to the Phoenix Suns. And these fake tough guys, these guys that want to puff their chest out like Chris Paul Lift and Devin Booker. Lift weights after the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do a little workout sesh after the game. Put but it on all, social. All of their actions after the game. How about you guys show up when the damn games matter? Not just in the playoffs at home when you have a Mavericks team that hasn't been there yet and you get stumped out by the time the second quarter tips out. But also in the regular season when the guy's doing a windmill up 10 and you guys want to fake tough. Have some guts. Phoenix Suns and all the Suns fans out there, you guys are soft. And I don't want to hear it this time when the playoffs come around. That's a good temple of troll right there. That's a great one. The Suns are so full of fake tough guys. Chris Paul leads the way in fake tough guyism, though, right? Oh, yeah. He's number one. He's been number one in the league in that for like 10 years. A long time. He's a first ballot fake tough guy Hall of Famer. (laughs) Oh, yes, he is. And if you didn't see the game, or I believe this was the Friday night game where he tried to throw the elbow at Jose Alvarado. Yeah. I don't know why when you said that last name, it felt like there was an extra syllable, but yeah. Jose Jose Alvarado. Alvarado, Yeah. He gave him a little elbow, and it was was one of those sneaky veteran Mm -hmm. Throw a right elbow up, acting like he wasn't trying to do it. He stays doing little pesky stuff. He's past his prime, obviously, at this point, so I'm not going to rail too much on the old man. But just stop it. Just and then, give it up. And then Sunday, he came out and balled out, right? Chris Paul, 3 of 10, 35 minutes on the court, 6 points. Sent a message. <laughs> but also, too, I mean, Zion, by the way, did nothing wrong with that windmill. Because, again, this is a guy who hasn't played. This is a guy who I, I think – Despite all the rumors about, oh, he's going to want to go to the Knicks and he's not going to play for the Pelicans and he's a future Madison Square Garden stalwart. I do think he appreciates how New Orleans has rallied around the guy. He's barely played. Now he's finally healthy. Those crowds in New Orleans are starting to come out. There's an excitement there. And he's sending, he, he understands the art of showmanship and giving the fans what they want. Yeah. Tom Brady said, I'm going to go to California and give the fans what they want. What did he do? He took a big old kale-filled dump at the 50-yard line, okay? What does Zion do? He's windmilling the fans' home. Mm. How awesome is that? Zion Williamson. I love that. And Clippers, guess what? Don't get blown out. Don't get blown out. And then you let him two days later come back and drop 35 on your heads too? Come on. Bleep off. Come on. 35 back-to-back against the Suns, sweeping that weekend series and giving a little bit of a prelude to anybody that has any questions about the current standing of these Suns. They're 18-8. and They're number one in the West right now. And again, they were a playoff team last year. You drop Zion Williamson into that mix. That's a team to be reckoned with. They're awesome. They're going to be around in the Western playoffs and I think past the first round next year. Uh, Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Medicare has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we come back, the last couple of days have been wild. I mean wild on these sports streets. We debut a new segment called, What the Hell Did I Just Hear? He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
manage our and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, you want to hear a mystery? I went to the bathroom during the break. And again, here at the ESPN West Palm offices, there's a men's bathroom, a women's bathroom, and they both have one toilet. It's a single bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Now, also, I want to be clear that no matter your pronoun, you can use either bathroom. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure that like we, we are not committed an HR violation here. Okay. No. Like everybody has access to the bathrooms. I'm just saying that it's labeled as man and woman. Okay. But Pre- appreciate you doing that. I yeah. walked into the one labeled man. And guess what I discovered? I'm not ready for this. Unflushed pee-pee toilet. Oh, man. You cannot. I don't know how you handle your home life. I don't know how you handle your home life. And maybe in the middle of the night you go pee and it's dark and you don't want to wake people up and you don't flush in in the morning you take care of it. I know people that do that, whatever. What? But here in, I think it's a white person thing. Okay. And then you, but, but here in an office setting, you can't leave a pee-pee toilet. What are, what are we doing around here? I mean, it's, what it's a are disgrace. we doing around here? And I know that there's not a woman who works in the ESPN West Palm office that would leave a pee-pee toilet. No. But, but, here's the kicker. There was a piece of toilet paper in the toilet. Huh. Huh. Which, which means what? Oh, that there, there might was have a wipe after. Yeah. So and you that would suggest that maybe flush? it was a woman who would leave a pee-pee toilet if there was toilet paper in there. That's true. Unless there's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean... It's a mystery. Oh. You can do a little tip wipe. What's that? Maybe somebody did a tip wipe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, maybe someone did do that. Uh, I, was, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> is the, that what the, it's called? The, a little tip wipe. The okay. tip wipe is a frequent move. Yeah. A frequent move. Tip wipe move. If, if you don't want to do too many shakes. I mean, cause you, you can shake it forever. Gotcha. Yeah. So you, sometimes right. you shake it more than three times, you're playing with it, so you just yeah. gotta get the tip wipe involved. That's a great point. That's the rule. You don't mm-hmm. want to shake it past a certain threshold. And I don't want to like bag on somebody for like no, you having should. a prostate problem. No, but, you should. But again, this is an <laughs> office setting. This is an office setting, and you can't leave pee pee toilet. Yeah. Okay. Let's start flushing around here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Flush first. That's our new slogan here at the ESPN. Well, no, West don't Palma. flush first. They might have flushed oh, first, true. and that might be the problem. That's a good point. If you flush first, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Then you leave the pee pee toilet. Um, Plus last. I'll get to the bottom of this for you though. We should you should have took a sample and then you you could have got everybody uh-huh. a DNA it, sample. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. We um, can't wait. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what was um, Stone about the Stone real quick. Uh, real quick. <laughs> um could you um could you play the the pressure filled um trivia brain music please? I'd be delighted, sir. Theo. You're on the hot seat. Yes. Spell bagel. You have okay. 10 seconds. B-E-G-A-L-B-A. No, you said B-E-G-A-L, right? No, no, no. Five. B-E-G-A-E-L. B-A-G-E-L. Nope, he can't go back because I laughed, sir. No, no, no. I was trying to pronunciate it out. I was trying to bagel. The initial effort from Theo... If I heard it correctly, Stone, was B-E-G-A-L. That is correct, sir. And that tracks with what Stone and I read via a text from Theo. I said B-E-G. Earlier today. 
Theo at 11.50 a.m. Eastern Time texted the following to Stone and I. I'm going to be a buzzer beater for the show. Tried to cop a Bagal, and now I'm in bridge traffic. Bagal. B-E-G-A-L, meaning bagel, but he spelled it Bagal, which, again, he did when we quizzed him. Yeah. And then he tried to save himself. Ken, I brought it up to your attention. I said, uh, I think we might have a problem on our hands. (laughs) The the guy who delivers the news nightly to to thousands, tens of thousands Mm -hmm. of people. But on WPTV, Fox, all, all, all the above, right? Sometimes hundreds of thousands. But yeah, who's, who's hundreds counting? of thousands? This guy. Did he just spell bagel wrong? Ken? Yeah, he spelled it bagel. Ken had to go check the text messages, and I said, "Hold on, let me pull up my keyboard here." And A is not very close to E. Yes. As yeah. uh, as far as your fingers go. I was thinking of the Bengals. Mm. And or a beagle. Or a beagle. Mm-hmm. Or. Do you know Snoopy was a beagle? Yes, or I is did. a beagle. Yeah. Was what do you? No, Snoopy's not dead. Okay. I'm sorry. Eh. Sorry to scare everybody. Snoopy's still alive and kicking. Snoopy. Him and Woodstock. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Yeah. So what? I spell bagel wrong here and there. All right. Am I imperfect? Yes. <laughs> but am I unlike anybody else in this room? No. Well, that's a great transition. <laughs> wow. Though, because it's time now for a new segment. We're calling "What the Hell Did I Just Hear." <laughs> Let's start. Let's ease our way into this stone, if we could. Okay, Sunday, the Bills pick up a victory. It was it was an ugly win, but the Bills nonetheless beat the Jets. The offenses looked stagnant, just a bit stagnant there in Buffalo for quite some time. But Josh Allen, being the upstanding professional that he always is, he stepped to the podium post game and received a line of questioning that was then given a massive exclamation point. To which Josh Allen gave the most incredible response to. This is Josh Allen post game Sunday. This offense has struggled to find its rhythm for about six games now. Is that a concern for you? No, we're ten and three. You know, finding ways to win football games, and um, well, that's not what you want to hear. But um, just playing complimentary, smart football. Um, you know, not putting ourselves and our defense in bad situations, and um, you know, just trying to. Try and win football games, no matter how it happens. It doesn't look like an offense that's good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. Just the, okay, at the end. Listen, just listen. If you could cue up, Stone, that last question. It's not even a question. It's a It's a reporter making a declaration, his opinion to Josh Allen, and Josh Allen giving the most noncommittal, okay, that you'll ever hear. Like an offense that's good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. Okay. It was dismissive. I mean, what, what are we doing? What is that reporter doing? Yeah. What are you doing? If you want to ask him, do you think that this is currently an offense that can win a Super Bowl? That's one thing. This doesn't look like an offense that can win the Super Bowl. Okay. I thought Josh Allen handled that perfectly. Yeah. That is a man in that media room, by the way. His name is Jerry Sullivan. He's a writer in Buffalo. And if you know any of his history, you're not surprised that he's trying to make himself the star. Mm. And Josh Allen handled him Absolutely perfect. Sound like a fan. That's like something a fan said. No, yeah, a fan of the opposing team. No, but then, a, no, a fan of the team that's like mad at the team, though. You know, like he sounds like a no. He's fan. he's curmudgeoning. He's old and curmudgeoning. Yeah. This Jerry that's Sullivan right. character. Yeah. Then there is what's the the show with um with with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless? It'd be first take. First, no, it's not. It's undisputed. Undisputed. That was a good. That was. It's like a first take right uh, now. God, I I I I love on. Skips tweets every morning. I apologize for getting that wrong. I know it's undisputed. undisputed. Okay. It's all good. 
Um, like a, I mean, well, that's know. part of your problem. You've had your brain rotted by Skip's tweets every morning. That's right. But yesterday, Baker Mayfield is back. Uh, now on Undisputed. They were discussing the merits of Tom Brady, and Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp almost fought one another. Still playing at a high level at 45 when you had to stop at 35. Yeah, that's what you that's do. That's the point. That's what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something in a question, I'm jealous. No. Yeah, I did what I did. I never I did. said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I so got what? three Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you were. I'm better way than you. Better. I got to see what you do. You take personal shots. No, for I, don't, I don't take personal yeah. shots. Oh, you started it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I didn't so take a personal shot at you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? What you is would take that? a personal <laughs> shot at me. Glasses back on. Can I finish? You're willing to take a personal shot at me to say this man is better than me because I say he's playing bad this year? Well, because you 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 just Go ahead. you disrespect him. It's it's just so. It, so it's you, just, you know what? It's beneath your you dignity. You would disrespect me to no, support him. No, well, I'll, I'll support him over anybody because he's the greatest player who ever have played your it. game, and it's by have far. It. Have it. Okay? Take off, I'm going to have at it because I'm going to have at you. What? I mean, uh, Shannon Sharp would waste Skip. By the way, that that was the voice of Skip Bayless. No, I thought that was What standing. is that? No, it, it was Skip. Skip. What is that? What is he doing? <laughs> I want to clip that. I'm going to have it you. Right there, I'm that last part. I'm going to have it you. I'm going to have it you. And when Skip, Skip goes, put your glasses back on. Put your glasses back on. I mean, how disrespectful is that? He's lucky that he's not in a bloody mess on the floor. Well, Skip... Skip wanted those glasses put back on because he didn't want things to continue. Uh-huh, He's like, yeah, he hey, saw hey, how things were escalating. Because Shannon started taking that jacket off too. Next, that's the next, you know. That's the- Do we have time for the reintroduction of a centuries-old racial slur thrown out by RG3 last night? <laughs> I do not believe so. All right. We oh, have to, my gosh. We have RG3, dude. Yeah. RG3 busted out the J word yeah. last night. And if he- you don't know what the J word is, look it up. This, this, the where does part, that come from? The sickest part is his response on Twitter where he posts a picture of himself reacting like, yep. I'm like, dude, be serious right now. <sighs> that's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye! Skip. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here we get into our second hour here on Ken LaVica Live. We mentioned right at the top we paid our homage to, I mean, without question, the most unique personality to ever coach college football, Mike Leach, who passed away last night at the age of 61. And... uh, Joining us now here on Ken Levick Alive is a man who uh, who I've known longer than he will have liked, uh, but he is the former athletic director at Florida Atlantic and former classmate of Mike Leach's at BYU. Craig Angelos joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Craig, now the senior deputy, uh, deputy director of athletics at Long Island University. Craig, thank you so much for the time. I uh, I apologize for it being under these circumstances, but uh, but thanks a lot for for taking a couple of minutes. Appreciate you. And I let's just start like this, if we could, because uh, I'm fascinated by this. What was Mike Leach in college like? Yes, thank you, Ken. Good to talk with you. You know, Mike. Mike was always kind of an eccentric kind of guy. I knew him and his uh, his wife, who he who was dating at the time. 
you know, one of the baseball, my baseball teammates and Mike were, were roommates. So, you know, he was, he was, he was really always a student of the game. As it said in his bio, he never played college football, didn't play college sports at all, played a little bit of rugby, but was kind of more of a, you know, intellectual kind of guy, more of a, a little, you know, a little eccentric, a little aloof, a little <laughs> bit, but very smart and, uh, and, and, you know, a really good guy. When when it came to his love of football, I mean, you guys did know each other at college. Uh, how uh, was it? Was it anything that that you felt as if he would ever be involved in? It seemed like everything with him was a passing interest. He knew a little bit about everything. Could you have possibly foreseen that there was a football future in Mike Leach? You know, I I, I didn't uh, I didn't as as much during that time. I mean, I think he had interests like everybody else. But you know, like after. He, he, after college, he went on to law school at Pepperdine, you know, so you're thinking he's going down that route, but the guy was relentless in his pursuits, and then, you know, he decides he's going to go out to the Midwest somewhere in Iowa, whatever, and, and start getting in a little bit of coaching, because he, you know, so so he had an opportunity there, so certainly wasn't the blue blood coming up as a GA, you know, at, at, at USC, and, and moving his way through there, he kind of, he, I mean, really unique story, as you know, uh, just his background, as far as you know, going out in the Midwest, you know, some of these smaller little schools, just kind of working his way up to where he's at. And even as, even when he got to the big time, going to these three schools is, is an a, as a, as a head coach that were kind of nondescript and hard to win at, but he found a way. So he was, he had a unique journey from the very beginning. Craig Angelos, former FAU Athletic Director with us here on Ken LeVick Alive, now Senior Deputy Director of Athletics at LIU. Uh, so after college, uh, and, and you guys both went your separate ways, and then you ended up at the University of Miami, we know that, that Mike Leach loved Key West and loved everything about Key West and had a place in Key West. What was your contact like uh, after college? Did you stay in regular contact? Was it a, a bit sporadic? What was, what was that like? It was a bit sporadic, but I don't know if you all know the story when I tried to hire Mike Leach at, at FAU. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I want to focus on that. How close did that actually come to be in 2011? Because I know you had talked with him and you had an affinity for him, and he even went on the record and was discussing it. How close did Mike Leach become to being Florida Atlantic's head coach and the successor to Howard Schnellenberger? Well, it was very close. I think it was, you know... Uh, uh, well, well, I'll give you a little bit of background. So Howard announced his, 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 he was going to retire at the end of the 2011 season. So it gave me two or three months to go out. So I talked with him. He, he was, Mike was his second year out at Washington, I mean, at uh, Texas Tech. Uh, you know, and, I, and, and, and I said to Mike, listen, you're, this is your third year out. If you're out after three years, I mean, people are just going to lose interest in you and you're not going to get an opportunity. So why don't, why don't you come think about coming back to FAU, go over there for a year or two. I mean, it was, it was the pre-Lane Kiffin approach, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. Uh, exactly what it was. And uh, so I, 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 I was out, when I was out recruiting, so to speak, I flew down or I went down to Key West. I brought my whole family because, you know, he knew my family. I knew a little bit of his family, knew his wife and whatnot. We were down to Keys for a weekend down there. This is, it is a little bungalow there uh, we stayed at a hotel you know we we went had dinner together we went to church together uh on sunday morning you know we hung out together just really trying to personalize it i gave him a contract for a five-year deal for five hundred thousand dollars a year okay uh and i said listen i need you i know it's not your number one thought just like it you know again similar to the lane kiffin deal that happened there i said but but you got to let me know at least by thanksgiving whether you're going to take the job or not uh 
And I said, and if you don't, you know, then I got to move on and find somebody else. I said, so I'll give you till Thanksgiving. So, you know, make a long story short, a little bit before that, the president at the time and I uh, took a private jet on a Sunday afternoon down to the Keys, Mm -hmm. uh, took Mike out to dinner. She got to know him a little bit. You know, I wanted her to get to know him. And so the three of us went out to dinner. The president and I flew back. Uh, You know, this was like maybe a week before Thanksgiving. And it's like, you know, Mike, here, here the contract is. And, uh, you know, let me know. So, Interestingly enough, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, he called me and said that Washington State had offered him a job, I think paying about $4 million a year to go there. And so naturally he was going to go there. So he turned down my $500,000 a year uh, for, for $4 million a year at Washington State. Uh, but, it, you know, it was close. I think if Washington State had not, uh, had not came knocking on his door, uh, I think we would have had him, and I think we would have been the Lane Kiffin deal. He would have been there for a year or two, kind of cleaned up his image a little bit, yep. and he would have been off off to the races at that point. But it was, uh, you know, I thought he would have revolutionized uh, FAU, brought a passing game there. I mean, this really would have brought a lot of excitement, brought sold a lot of tickets. I thought it was a great, it was great on all angles. And you know, you guys, they ended up doing that later on with Lane Kiffin, and you saw that how well that worked out. Right. Right. That's wild. You got to the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and it sounds like, Craig, you legitimately you legitimately thought, hey, uh, as the days uh, fly off the calendar, you legitimately think Mike Leach is going to be your, your hand-picked successor to Howard Schellenberger. You, this got late, late in the process. Yeah, no, no question. I thought it did. We had a new stadium. He loved Florida. I mean, even when I was at Miami, every time Miami would open up, he'd say, hey, do you know anyone at Miami? Because he, he, he loved Florida. Uh, and so, uh, you know, he had his place in the key. So I definitely think we could have got him there. I think it was very close. And I didn't really think anyone was picking him up either because sure. it has been two full years. He was in litigation with uh, Texas Tech. He is in his third year now. So I'm thinking, well, people are kind of losing interest in him, that kind of thing. So I really thought that he was going to be the guy. I mean, I really did. He was my number one guy for sure. And then after that, we had to peel back and start looking at other people, uh, you know, after Thanksgiving. Former FAU Athletic Director Craig Angelus, that's great stuff. And he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive, the Senior Deputy Director of Athletics now at LIU. And uh, we definitely appreciate him giving us a couple of minutes here to remember Mike Leach passing away last night at the age of 61. What ultimately, someone that you've known for so long and had this relationship with, Craig, what ultimately do you hope that Mike Leach's legacy is? Well, I mean, I think he'll always be remembered as just a really bright, innovative mind that changed, you know, that changed the offense of college athletics. I mean, you see all of his his predecessors uh, or successors, I sh- should say, with Lincoln Riley and, and Heupel and Holgerson, and they all have a, a variety of the air raid offense where, you know, and, 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 and keep in mind, he kind of took that from the BYU days before the before the air raid where BYU was and Steve Young and Jim McMahon mm-hmm. and those guys were throwing the ball 50, mm-hmm. 60 times, well, at least 50 times a game, you know, and we thought that was really outlandish. And of course, Mike, Mike continued that mentality and, and build upon that. Uh, and he got that from Lavelle Edwards at BYU when he went there undergrad. And that kind of, I think would instill that in his mind. And, and so I, I just think he just has revolutionized the whole passing game. My son went and played his freshman year up at Washington state with Mike uh, and uh, and and he just tell me these stories about the quarterback room was Mike's office, and so the five quarterbacks, four or five quarterbacks, would be in there every day in the quarterback room listening to Mike's stories. And very seldom they talk football. 
He would just sit down and start talking stories. <laughs> I mean, he was just such a well-rounded guy that had so many interests, but, you know, uh, just this eccentric mind as when it came to football. Uh, but, but yeah, I think that's his legacy there of, of how he's revolutionized the passing game. And even as my son says, I mean, it, it may not be the hardcore air raid where you're throwing the ball 50 times a game, uh, but everybody has now kind of taken a version of that, uh, you know, to, to have a vertical passing game. And, uh, you know, so I think that's going to be his legacy, his, of how innovative he was, how creative he was, uh, how relentless he was, and, and just how eccentric he was, too. And so it's a sad day. It's it a sad is, day for everybody. It absolutely is. But what I love, though, are, are the vast majority of people's recollections are like yours, and you use the word eclectic, and I think that's the best way to describe him. And I think that he'll be known just as much for that as he is for his his on-the-field contributions. I do have to ask you, after saying that you, you went to dinner and you, you went down and you met with Coach Leach multiple times, what does one talk about over dinner with Mike Leach? <laughs> well, you know, Mike always has some conversation in his mind that he wants to talk about. So <laughs> uh-huh. you might ask a question, uh, you know, like, you know, how are things going? How's the family doing, et cetera? And he'll stay on that for a little bit, but then he'll take it uh, different directions. And I think that's the, 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 the great thing about him is, is even when I would call him now, you know, on the phone or talk to him uh, or, or text him, I mean, it's always you're never sure what direction it's going to go because he has so many things going through his mind. Uh, so it was the same when we went down there and, you know, we had the president there uh, and she was asking him questions and he was all over the place. And I think she saw she had never been around him and she was like, yeah, that's kind of he's, he's an interesting guy. He's an interesting guy. You know, that was kind of her her response, if my recollections correctly or correct. So, yeah, it was uh, uh, he, he, he just takes it in different directions. You know, you know, all of his passions, but he, he knows stories. He'll just pick up stories and just start running with them and you just listen. Craig, so. really, uh, really, really uh, appreciate you sharing some stories again with a guy who was uh, uh, they're unparalleled, unparalleled personality. And again, uh, I do think that as the years pass, his on-field contribution is going to be focused on more and more. But when uh, when I heard that, uh, that that Coach Leach had passed, you were the first name that came to mind because I know you had the relationship with him in college, and I know that you spoke so highly of him uh, as as we enter that 2011 football season knowing that there was going to need to be a new head coach for the first time at FAU really appreciate the time appreciate the stories great to catch up and uh, we'll do this again soon okay all right, Ken. Good talking to you, bud. Thank you. That is Craig Angelos, former FAU athletic director with us here on Ken Levick Alive. So how about that? Uh, Florida Atlantic got down to the 11th hour mm. with Mike Leach. Like, there was not only just a meeting but there was a second meeting involving a private jet and a contract laid out in front of Mike Leach. And it got to the day before Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, D-Day for decision for Mike Leach. And Craig Angelos thought that Mike Leach was going to be the head coach at FAU. How about that? That's incredible. And the only other school that came through was Washington State at the last second. Yeah, I, I thinking back to it, I did think how, how random it was that Mike Leach did go to Washington State that year. Um, but obviously, you know. Well, now you know, $4 million. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that big of a deal either. But still, like, just thinking back, I, I just I didn't realize he was out for a full two years. Like, trying to bring myself back to that time after Mike Leach at Texas Tech is, is kind of weird. But it would have been so cool to know that 
Or if he would have been able to come through Boca Raton yeah. next after Snellenberg. And I guess from a business perspective, like they would have put more than $500,000 on the contract if they thought there were other teams out there approaching him, like Craig said. And it's just unfortunate. (laughs) Well, as someone who knows what FAU's (laughs) financial dynamics were back in uh, the year of our Lord 2011, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I just don't. I don't don't know. Are you saying that was their $500,000 was their $4 million? That might have been their max (laughs) offer. Yeah, that (laughs) might have been their max offer. Not quite sure. Um, But... But I find that endlessly interesting. They, Craig Angelos tried to make FAU the Coach Rehab U before FAU eventually became Coach Rehab U when Lane Kiffin came in in 2017. And he, and he had enough confidence to gas up the jet, take Absolutely. it all the way down the there. President, the president, the university yep. president, and he's talking about Mary Jane Saunders, the university president went down to meet with Mike Leach mm-hmm. in Key West, and he thought this was going to be a done deal. That's fascinating stuff. So... I, I I had always heard that Mike Leach nearly happened, but I didn't know that it like like came a day away from happening. That's awesome stuff. You can check out the Ken Levick Alive free podcast if you want to listen back to Craig, Craig Angelos remembering Mike Leach and uh, and just how close FAU came to becoming um, uh, the new home for a head coach in Mike Leach. Uh, and if I were to go to Key West today, I don't have access to a private jet. I don't. I'm just not at that level yet. Okay, that's a couple of levels above me. I love that you used yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I love have a vision that. board. You, be, you better use yet. You better use yet. Yeah, man. Uh, you never right. know. That's right. I, I have a come vision up. board. I have a vision board. That, that's right there, man. It's happening. Uh-huh. Um, but I would get in my Kia K5 GT and drive myself down to Key West, head over the seven-mile bridge, take in the sights, and then get myself to Key West, uh, head to the southernmost point, which, by the way, is not the actual geographic southernmost point, but you know what? It's a great photo op in my Kia K5 GT that I got at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Military trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Well, Ken, how do I get there? Well, one, I just told you exactly where it is, but you can't miss it. Got a big old Kia sign out in front, and I know that because, well, I've been there a bunch of times, but also I went and got my car service last Friday, Andre and all the fine folks in the service department making sure I got taken care of. And boy, my Kia K5 GT, now that it's been all tuned up and some tires have been swapped out, is running beautifully. It's what they do at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Speaking of beautifully, them having your back if your credit's out in great shape. And here in the state of Florida, you live in Florida, there's a good chance with how expensive a lot of things are down here, your credit is rough, 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 rough. But don't think. Don't think that you can't get off the lot with a new Kia at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach if your credit is bad. Don't think that it's like getting an apartment or getting a condo. Uh Uh-uh. They have credit clinic on site, bank reps right there going through all the creditors saying, all right, all right, all right, let's get you taken care of. Let's get you figured out. And they do it because they have your back because they know that you need an automobile. It's how you get around in South Florida, and they're going to try and do it so that you're not sweating, wondering, how do I make this payment? Is it kids going on a field trip or me making the car payment? They don't want to put you in that spot. They have your back at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Check out that selection, and then roll over to Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Military Trail, half mile south of uh, Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Temple of Troll on the way. Who is in Theo's sights? Well, I think you'll find it's an entire damn team. Mm. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
from the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. The Ken LaVica Live podcast is always up and always free wherever you get your podcast. Don't miss it. Miss anything on the show. And let me tell you, especially the way this show has been today, every segment's got something a little bit different. Want to know why? Because we're chaos. We don't actually know what we're doing, but we're doing it. So you're going to get something with variety and something new every day. The Ken LaVica Live podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and it's free, free for the masses. Ken LaVica Live podcast. You know what else is free for the masses? Going to hang out with Theo Dorsey at PBKC. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, man. This Sunday it's going to be on and popping, and it's also free parking, so pull up on us. Oh, PBKC is your entertainment destination <laughs> with poker, casino table games, OTB action, exceptional dining, and exciting events like this Friday's Merry Christmas Baby dinner and show with Chris McDonald live in the paddock. But, of course, this Sunday, join ESPN 106.3, myself and J-Mart live at the PBKC Sports Card and Memorabilia Show featuring signed icon and some amazing vendors, prizes, and much more. And catch all the big games with NFL ticket and hundreds of sports TVs. Go to pbkennelclub.com for comedy lunch. Oh, comedy, lunch with the legends, and, of course, tickets for more info. Let's go. You know where else parking is free? At the Duffy's in West Boca. Okay, now you're damn right about that. Uh-huh. Tomorrow, Ken Levick Alive is taking over the Duffy's in West Boca in advance of the semifinals, we are out there for some soccer at Duffy's in West Boca. Who's we? Well, it's me, Ken Levicka, and the Dominican Queen, Jeanette Javier, and the silent assassin, Christian Cat. We're all going to be at the Duffy's in West Boca, broadcasting live 12 to 2. Friday Night Lights, he's staying back here. Stone's going to be on the show, but he's going to be back in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios. So, all right, we'll get him out next time. No, it's fine. I'm just holding it down back we'll in the studio. We'll get him out next time, but come meet me and come listen to myself, the Dominican Queen, and the Silent Assassin at the Duffy's in West Boca. The ESPN West Palm Street team going to be on site 1-3. to three. We're broadcasting live, of course, 12-2, to two, but we're going to be giving away fun swag in the meantime. Enjoy Duffy's award-winning burgers, wings, two-for-one drinks. Duffy's, your soccer headquarters. We're taking it over tomorrow in West Boca, located off St. Andrews Boulevard. Duffy's, their game is always on. Theo Dorsey, he comes off as an upstanding gentleman. He is very loving. He has a beautiful fiance. He has a home. His life is stable. His family life is strong. He takes care of those around him. And then sports happen. Don't be fooled by the man you see on WPTV News Channel 5 and WFLX Fox 29, well-dressed and dapper. Uh Uh-uh. The man is ruthless. The man is petty. The man is disrespectful when it comes to sports. He wants to trash you. He doesn't care what you like. He wants to make sure you feel bad about it. He is a troll through and through. And so as we climb to the peak of the mountain, it is time for Theo Dorsey to get on his pulpit and deliver us the sermon from the Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rocio then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of of trolls. This one is uh this one's a long time coming actually because it, it's going out to a special group of guys who who really showed me their true colors last year mm-hmm. and I should have known it. The Phoenix Suns are the softest 
softest quote-unquote good team in the NBA and maybe of all of professional sports right now. The Phoenix Suns, who right now sit at fourth in the West, had a weekend series with the New Orleans Pelicans, who they bounced out of the playoffs last year with Zion Williamson, who we all know, was sidelined. The Phoenix Suns on Friday night got the doors blown off of them, like we saw from them in Game 7 last year in the playoffs against the Mavericks, (laughs) and... Zion Williamson caught a ball, and I'm sure we've all seen the highlight. He was on a run out with a couple of seconds left. Blowout game. Blowout game. He he gets catches a run out. Game's over with. They're up by double digits at this point. So Zion, it's showtime. Zion sees he's at home mm-hmm. in New Orleans. He fans wants to are going the fans crazy for him. Yeah. It was the team that bounced his boys the season prior. Exactly. So what does Zion do? He's young. He does a 360 windmill. And when you're Zion Williamson, damn it. 360 windmills, that's I mean, like a layup. The dude's eight feet tall, 400 pounds, and he's windmilling. And you know what? The fans love it. The fans Puts love butts it. in the seats. The fans love it. The fake tough Phoenix Suns. Oh, well, they had a problem with it, Ken. Stone, they were a little upset. So afterwards, they want to get stirring things up. They want to act like they're tough guys. And Zion Williamson broke an unwritten rule. And all of this hoopla after the game. Well, little did those Suns realize, and maybe they did know it, they had a game with the Pelicans two days later. So they can get mad at Zion on the court after the game, but really they could show him. They could stick it to the Pelicans on Sunday and show Zion that we're not having any yet. Sunday rolls around. Pelicans win 129-124 in overtime. Zion Williamson, 35 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. The New Orleans Pelicans are the number one team in the Western Conference right now. They're on a winning streak thanks to the Phoenix Suns. And these fake tough guys, these guys that want to puff their chest out like Chris Paul Lift and Devin Booker. Lift weights after the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do a little workout sesh after the game. Put but it on all, social. All of their actions after the game. How about you guys show up when the damn games matter? Not just in the playoffs at home when you have a Mavericks team that hasn't been there yet and you get stumped out by the time the second quarter tips out. But also in the regular season when the guy's doing a windmill up 10 and you guys want to fake tough. Have some guts. Phoenix Suns and all the Suns fans out there, you guys are soft. And I don't want to hear it this time when the playoffs come around. That's a good temple of troll right there. That's a great one. The Suns are so full of fake tough guys. Chris Paul leads the way in fake tough guyism, though, right? Oh, yeah. He's number one. He's been number one in the league in that for like 10 years. A long time. He's a first ballot fake tough guy Hall of Famer. (laughs) Oh, yes, he is. And if you didn't see the game, or I believe this was the Friday night game where he tried to throw the elbow at Jose Alvarado. Yeah. I don't know why when you said that last name, it felt like there was an extra syllable, but yeah. Jose Jose Alvarado. Alvarado, Yeah. He gave him a little elbow, and it was was one of those sneaky veteran Mm -hmm. Throw a right elbow up, acting like he wasn't trying to do it. He stays doing little pesky stuff. He's past his prime, obviously, at this point, so I'm not going to rail too much on the old man. But just stop it. Just and then, give it up. And then Sunday, he came out and balled out, right? Chris Paul, 3 of 10, 35 minutes on the court, 6 points. Sent a message. <laughs> but also, too, I mean, Zion, by the way, did nothing wrong with that windmill. Because, again, this is a guy who hasn't played. This is a guy who I, I think – Despite all the rumors about, oh, he's going to want to go to the Knicks and he's not going to play for the Pelicans and he's a future Madison Square Garden stalwart. I do think he appreciates how New Orleans has rallied around the guy. He's barely played. Now he's finally healthy. Those crowds in New Orleans are starting to come out. There's an excitement there. And he's sending, he, he understands the art of showmanship and giving the fans what they want. Yeah. Tom Brady said, I'm going to go to California and give the fans what they want. What did he do? He took a big old kale-filled dump at the 50-yard line, okay? What does Zion do? 
He is windmilling the fans' home. Mm. How awesome is that? Zion Williamson. I love that. And Clippers, guess what? Don't get blown out. Don't get blown out. And then you let him two days later come back and drop 35 on your heads too? Come on. Bleep off. Come on. 35 back-to-back against the Suns, sweeping that weekend series and giving a little bit of a prelude to anybody that has any questions about the current standing of these Suns. They're 18-8. and They're number one in the West right now. And again, they were a playoff team last year. You drop Zion Williamson into that mix. That's a team to be reckoned with. They're awesome. They're going to be around in the Western playoffs, and I think past the first round next year. Uh, Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Medicare has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we come back, the last couple of days have been wild. I mean wild on these sports streets. We debut a new segment called, What the Hell Did I Just Hear? He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN 106.3. Hey, you want to hear a mystery? I went to the bathroom during the break. And again, here at the ESPN West Palm offices, there's a men's bathroom, a women's bathroom, and they both have one toilet. It's a single bathroom. Yeah. Okay? Now, also, I want to be clear that... No matter your pronoun, you can use either bathroom. Okay? Yeah. I just want to make sure that like we, we are not committed an HR violation here. Okay? No. Like everybody has access to the bathrooms. I'm just saying that it's labeled as man and woman. Okay? But Pre- appreciate you doing that. Yeah. I walked into the one labeled man, and guess what I discovered? I'm not ready for this. Unflushed pee-pee toilet. Oh man. You cannot. I don't know how you handle your home life. I don't know how you handle your home life. And maybe in the middle of the night you go pee and it's dark and you don't want to wake people up and you don't flush in in the morning you take care of it. I know people that do that, whatever. What? But here in, I think it's a white person thing. Okay. And then you, but but here in an office setting, you can't leave a pee-pee toilet. What are are we doing around here? I mean, it's it's What are we doing around here? And I know... That there's not a woman who works in the ESPN West Palm office that would leave a pee-pee toilet. No. But, but, here's the kicker. There was a piece of toilet paper in the toilet. Huh. Huh. Which, which means what? Oh, that there, there might was have a wipe afterwards. Yeah. So and you that would suggest that maybe flush? it was a woman who would leave a pee-pee toilet if there was toilet paper in there. That's true. Unless there's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean. It's a mystery. Oh. You can do a little tip wipe. What's that? Maybe somebody did a tip wipe. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, maybe someone did do that. Uh, I, was, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> is the, that what the, it's called? The, the tip wipe. The okay. tip wipe is a frequent move. Yeah. A frequent tip wipe move. If, if you don't want to do too many shakes. I mean, you can, you, you can shake it forever. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So you, sometimes right. you, you shake it more than three times, you're playing with it. So you just yeah. gotta get the tip wipe involved. That's a great point. That's the rule. You don't mm-hmm. want to shake it past a certain threshold. And I don't want to like bag on somebody for like no, you having should. a prostate problem. No, but, you should. But again, this is an <laughs> office setting. This is an office setting, and you can't leave pee pee toilet. Yeah. Okay. Let's start flushing around here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Flush first. That's our new slogan here at the ESPN. Well, no, West don't Palma. flush first. They might have flushed oh, first, true. and that might be the problem. That's a good point. If you flush first, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Then you leave the PP toilet. Um, flush last. I'll get to the bottom of this for you, though. We should. You should have took a sample, and then you you could have got everybody uh-huh. a DNA it, sample. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. We uh, can't. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what was um, Stone about the Stone, real quick. Uh, real quick. <laughs> um, could you um could you play the the pressure-filled um, trivia brain music, please. I'd be delighted, sir. Theo, <laughs> you're on the hot seat. Yes. Spell bagel. You have okay. 10 seconds. B-E-G-A-L-B-A. No, you said B-E-G-A-L, right? No, no, no. Five. B-A-G-E-L. Nope, he can't go back because I laughed, sir. No, no, no. I was trying to pronunciate it out. I was trying to bagel. The initial <sighs> effort from Theo, if I heard it correctly, Stone, was B-E-G-A-L. Bagel. That is correct, sir. And that tracks with what Stone and I read via a text from Theo. I said B-E-G. Earlier today. Theo at 11.50 a.m. Eastern Time texted the following to Stone and I. I'm going to be a buzzer beater for the show. Tried to cop a Bagal, and now I'm in bridge traffic. Bagal. B-E-G-A-L, meaning bagel, but he spelled it Bagal, which, again, he did when we quizzed him. Yeah. And then he tried to save himself. Ken, I brought it up to your attention. I said, uh, I think we might have a problem on our hands. <laughs> the, the guy who delivers the news nightly to, to thousands, tens of thousands mm-hmm. of people. But on WPTV, Fox, all, all, all the above, right? Sometimes hundreds of thousands. But yeah, who's, who's Hundreds counting? of thousands. This guy, did he just spell bagel wrong, Ken? Yeah, he spelled it bagel. Ken had to go check the text messages. And I said, hold on, let me pull up my keyboard here. And A is not very close to E. Yes. As, yeah. as far as your fingers go. I was thinking of the Bengals. Mm. And or a beagle. Or a beagle. Mm-hmm. Or... Do you know Snoopy was a beagle? Yes, or I is did. is a beagle? Yeah. Was? What are you... No, Snoopy's not dead. Okay. I'm sorry. Eh. Sorry to scare everybody. Snoopy's still alive and kicking. Snoopy. Him and Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, no, you know what? Yeah, so what? I spelled bagel wrong here and there, all right? Am I imperfect? Yes. <laughs> but am I unlike anybody else in this room? No. Well, that's a great transition, <laughs> wow. though. Because it's time now for a new segment we're calling What the Hell Did I Just Hear? Let's start. Let's ease our way into this, Stone, if we could, okay? Sunday, the Bills pick up a victory. It was it was an ugly win, but the Bills nonetheless beat the Jets. The offenses looked stagnant, just a bit stagnant there in Buffalo for quite some time. But Josh Allen, being the upstanding professional that he always is, he stepped to the podium post game and received a line of questioning that was then given a massive exclamation point to which Josh Allen gave the most incredible response to. This is Josh Allen post game Sunday. This offense has struggled to find its rhythm for about six games now. Is that a concern for you? No, we're ten and three. You know, finding ways to win football games, and um, well, that's not what you want to hear. But um, just playing complimentary, smart football, um, 
you know, not putting ourselves and our defense in bad situations and, um, you know, just trying to try and win football games no matter how it happens. It doesn't look like an offense that's going to be good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. Just the, okay, at the end. Listen, just listen. If you could cue up, Stone, that last question, it's not even a question. It it's, a a, it's a reporter making a declaration, his opinion to Josh Allen, and Josh Allen giving the most noncommittal, okay, that you'll ever hear. Like an offense that's kind of good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. Okay. It was dismissive. I mean, what, what are we doing? What is that reporter doing? Yeah. What are you doing? If you want to ask him, do you think that this is currently an offense that can win a Super Bowl? That's one thing. This doesn't look like an offense that can win the Super Bowl. Okay. I thought Josh Allen handled that perfectly. Yeah. That is a man in that media room, by the way. His name is Jerry Sullivan. He's a writer in Buffalo. And if you know any of his history, you're not surprised that he's trying to make himself the star. Mm. And Josh Allen handled him absolutely perfectly. Sound like a fan. That's like something a fan said. No, yeah, a fan of the opposing team. No, but then, a, no, a fan of the team that's like mad at the team, though. You know, like he sounds like a no. He's fan. he's curmudgeoning. He's old and curmudgeoning. Yeah. This Jerry Sullivan right. character. Yeah. Then there is what's the the show with um with with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless? It'd be first take. First, no, it's not. It's undisputed. Undisputed. That was good. That was. It's like a first take right uh, now. God, I I I I love on Skip's tweets every morning. I apologize for getting that wrong. I know it's undisputed. undisputed. Okay, it's all good. Um, like a, I mean, well, that's know. part of your problem. You've had your brain rotted by Skip's tweets every morning. That's right. But yesterday, Baker Mayfield is back, uh, now on Undisputed. They were discussing the merits of Tom Brady, and Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp almost fought one another. Still playing at a high level at 45 when you had to stop at 35. Yeah, that's what you that's do. That's the point. That's what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something in a question, I'm jealous. No. Yeah, I did what I did. I never I did. said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I so got what? three Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you were. I'm better way than you. Better. Yeah, what I got to see what you do. You take personal shots. No, for the I, don't, I don't take personal yeah. shots. Oh, you started it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I didn't so take a personal shot you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? What you is would take that? a personal <laughs> shot at me. Glasses back on. Can I finish? You're willing to take a personal shot at me to say this man is better than me because I say he's playing bad this year? Well, because you 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 just Go ahead. you disrespect him. It's it's just so. It, so it's you, dis- you know what? It's beneath your you dignity. You would disrespect me to no. support him. No, well, I'll, I'll support him over anybody because he's the greatest player who ever have played your it. game, and it's by have far. At it. Have it. Okay? Take off, I'm going to have at it because I'm going to have at you. What? I mean, uh, Shannon Sharp would waste Skip. By the way, that that was the voice of Skip Bayless. No, I thought that was What saying. is that? No, it, it was Skip. Skip. What is that? What is he doing? <laughs> I want to clip that. I'm going to have it you. Right there, I'm that last part. I'm going to have it you. I'm going to have it you. And when Skip, Skip goes, put your glasses back on. Put your glasses back on. I mean, how disrespectful is that? He's lucky that he's not in a bloody mess on the floor. Well, Skip... Skip wanted those glasses put back on because he didn't want things to continue. Uh-huh, He's like, yeah, he hey, saw hey. how things were escalating. Because Shannon started taking that jacket off too. Next, that's the you know. That's the- Do we have time for the reintroduction of a centuries-old racial slur thrown out by RG3 last night? <laughs> I do not believe so. All right. We oh have my to, gosh. We have RG3, dude. Yeah. RG3 busted out the J word. Yeah. Last night. And if he- you don't know what the J word is, look it up. This, this, the where does part, that come from? The sickest part is his response on Twitter where he posts a picture of himself reacting like yep. 
I'm like, dude, be serious right now. <sighs> That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. The Ken LaVica Live podcast is always up and always free wherever you get your podcast. Don't miss it. Miss anything on the show? And let me tell you, especially the way the show has been today, every segment's got something a little bit different. Want to know why? Because we're chaos. We don't actually know what we're doing, but we're doing it. So you're going to get something with variety and something new every day. The Ken Levick Alive podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and it's free, free for the masses. Ken Levick Alive podcast. You know what else is free for the masses? Going to hang out with Theo Dorsey at PBKC. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, man. This Sunday it's going to be on and popping, and it's also free parking, so pull up on us. Oh, PBKC is your entertainment destination <laughs> with poker, casino table games, OTB action, exceptional dining, and exciting events like this Friday's Merry Christmas Baby dinner and show with Chris McDonald live in the paddock. But, of course, this Sunday, join ESPN 106.3, myself and Jay Mart live at the PBKC Sports Card and Memorabilia Show featuring signed icon and some amazing vendors, prizes, and much more. And catch all the big games with NFL ticket and hundreds of sports TVs. Go to pbkennelclub.com for comedy lunch. Oh, comedy, lunch with the legends, and, of course, tickets for more info. Let's go. You know where else parking is free? At the Duffy's in West Boca. Okay, now you're damn right about that. Uh-huh. Tomorrow, Ken Levick Alive is taking over the Duffy's in West Boca in advance of the semifinals. We are out there for some soccer at Duffy's in West Boca. Who's we? Well, it's me, Ken Levicka, and the Dominican Queen, Jeanette Javier, and the silent assassin, Christian Cat. We're all going to be at the Duffy's in West Boca, broadcasting live 12 to 2. Friday Night Lights, he's staying back here. Stone's going to be on the show, but he's going to be back in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios. So, all right, we'll get him out next time. No, it's fine. I'm just holding it down back we'll in the We'll get him out next time, but come meet me and come listen to myself, the Dominican Queen, and the Silent Assassin at the Duffy's in West Boca. The ESPN West Palm Street team going to be on site 1-3. to three. We're broadcasting live, of course, 12-2, to two, but we're going to be giving away fun swag in the meantime. Enjoy Duffy's award-winning burgers, wings, two-for-one drinks. Duffy's, your soccer headquarters. We're taking it over tomorrow in West Boca, located off St. Andrews Boulevard. Duffy's, their game is always on. Theo Dorsey, he comes off as an upstanding gentleman. He is very loving. He has a beautiful fiance. He has a home. His life is stable. His family life is strong. He takes care of those around him. And then sports happen. Don't be fooled by the man you see on WPTV News Channel 5 and WFLX Fox 29, well-dressed and dapper. Uh Uh-uh. The man is ruthless. The man is petty. The man is disrespectful when it comes to sports. He wants to trash you. He doesn't care what you like. He wants to make sure you feel bad about it. He is a troll through and through. And so as we climb to the peak of the mountain, it is time for Theo Dorsey to get on his pulpit and deliver us the sermon from the Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rosiu then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of of trolls. This one is uh this one's a long time coming actually because 
it's going out to a special group of guys who who really showed me their true colors last year, mm-hmm. and I should have known it. The Phoenix Suns are the softest, softest, quote-unquote, good team in the NBA, and maybe of all of professional sports right now. The Phoenix Suns, who right now sit at fourth in the West, had a weekend series with the New Orleans Pelicans, who they bounced out of the playoffs last year with right. Zion Williamson, who we all know, was sidelined. The Phoenix Suns on Friday night got the doors blown off of them, like we saw from them in Game 7 last year in the playoffs against the Mavericks. <laughs> and Zion Williamson caught a ball, and I'm sure we've all seen the highlight. He was on a run out with a couple of seconds left. Blowout game. Blowout game. He he gets catches a run out. Game's over with. They're up by double digits at this point. So Zion, it's showtime. Zion sees he's at home mm-hmm. in New Orleans. He fans wants to are give going the fans crazy a show. for him. Yeah. It was the team that bounced his boys the season prior. Yeah. Exactly. So what does Zion do? He's young. He does a 360 windmill. And when you're Zion Williamson, Dan, 360 windmills, that's I mean, like a layup. The dude's eight feet tall, 400 pounds, and he's windmilling. And you know what? The fans love it. The fans Put the love it. in the seats. The fans love it. The fake tough Phoenix Suns. Oh, well, they had a problem with it, Ken. Stone, they were a little upset. So afterwards, they want to get stirring things up. They want to act like they're tough guys. And Zion Williamson broke an unwritten rule. And all of this hoopla after the game. Well, little did those sons realize, and maybe they did know it, they had a game with the Pelicans two days later. So they can get mad at Zion on the court after the game, but really they could show them. They could stick it to the Pelicans on Sunday and show Zion that we're not having any yet. Sunday rolls around. Pelicans win 129-124 in overtime. Zion Williamson, 35 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. The New Orleans Pelicans are the number one team in the Western Conference right now. They're on a winning streak thanks to the Phoenix Suns. And these fake tough guys, these guys that want to puff their chest out like Chris Paul Lift and Devin weights Booker. after the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do a little workout sesh after the game. Put it on social. All of their actions after the game. How about you guys show up when the damn games matter? Not just in the playoffs at home when you have a Mavericks team that hasn't been there yet and you get stumped out by the time the second quarter tips out. But also in the regular season when the guy's doing a windmill up 10 and you guys want to fake tough. Have some guts. Phoenix Suns and all the Suns fans out there, you guys are soft. And I don't want to hear it this time when the playoffs come around. That's a good temple of troll right there. That's a great one. The Suns are so full of fake tough guys. Chris Paul leads the way in fake tough guyism, though, right? Oh, yeah. He's number one. He's he's been number one in the league in that for like 10 years. A long time. He's a first ballot fake tough guy Hall of Famer. (laughs) Oh, yes, he is. And if you didn't see the game, or I believe this was the Friday night game where he tried to throw the elbow at Jose Alvarado. Yeah. I don't know why when you said that last name, it felt like there was an extra syllable, but yeah. Jose Jose Alvarado. Alvarado. Yeah. He gave him a little elbow, and it was was one of those sneaky veteran Mm -hmm. Throw a right elbow up, acting like he wasn't trying to do it. He stays doing little pesky stuff. He's past his prime, obviously, at this point, so I'm not going to rail too much on the old man. But just stop it. And just then, give it up. And then Sunday he came out and balled out, right? Chris Paul, 3 of 10, 35 minutes on the court, 6 points. Sent a message. <laughs> but also, too, I mean, Zion, by the way, did nothing wrong with that windmill. Because, again, this is a guy who hasn't played. This is a guy who I, I think – Despite all the rumors about, oh, he's going to want to go to the Knicks and he's not going to play for the Pelicans and he's a future Madison Square Garden stalwart. I do think he appreciates how New Orleans has rallied around the guy. He's barely played. Now he's finally healthy. Those crowds in New Orleans are starting to come out. There's an excitement there. And he's sending, he, he understands 
the art of showmanship and giving the fans what they want. Yeah. Tom Brady said, I'm going to go to California and give the fans what they want. <laughs> what did he do? He took a big old kale-filled dump at the 50-yard line, okay? What does Zion do? He's windmilling the fans mm-hmm. home. How awesome is that? Zion Williamson. I love that. And Clippers, guess what? Don't get blown out. Don't get blown out. And then you let him two days later come back and drop 35 on your heads too? Come on. Bleep off. Come on. 35 back-to-back against the Suns, sweeping that weekend series and giving a little bit of a prelude to anybody that has any questions about the current standing of these Suns. They're 18-8. and They're number one in the West right now. And again, they were a playoff team last year. You dropped Zion Williamson into that mix. That's a team to be reckoned with. They're awesome. They're going to be around in the Western playoffs, and I think past the first round next year. Uh, Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care as offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we come back, the last couple of days have been wild. I mean wild on these sports streets. We debut a new segment called What the Hell Did I Just Hear? He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, you want to hear a mystery? I went to the bathroom during the break. And again, here at the ESPN West Palm offices, there's a men's bathroom, a women's bathroom, and they both have one toilet. It's a single bathroom. Yeah. Okay? Now, also, I want to be clear that... No matter your pronoun, you can use either bathroom. Okay? I yeah. just want to make sure that like we, we are not committing an HR violation here. Okay? No. Like everybody has access to the bathrooms. I'm just saying that it's labeled as man and woman. Okay? But Pre- appreciate you doing that. I yeah. walked into the one labeled man and guess what I discovered? I'm not ready for this. Unflushed pee-pee toilet. Oh man. You cannot. I don't know how you handle your home life. I don't know how you handle your home life. And maybe in the middle of the night you go pee and it's dark and you don't want to wake people up and you don't flush in in the morning you take care of it. I know people that do that, whatever. What? But here in, I think it's a white person thing. Okay. And then you, but but here in an office setting, you can't leave a pee-pee toilet. What are are we doing around here? I mean, what are we doing around here? And I know. That there's not a woman who works in the ESPN West Palm office that would leave a pee-pee toilet. No. But, but, here's the kicker. There was a piece of toilet paper in the toilet. Huh. Huh. Which, which means what? Oh, that there, there was wiping been a involved. wipe afterwards. Yeah. So and you that would suggest that maybe flush? it was a woman who would leave a pee-pee toilet if there was toilet paper in there. That's true. Unless there's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean. It's a mystery. Oh. You can do a little tip wipe. What's that? Maybe somebody did a tip wipe. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, Maybe someone did do that. Uh, was, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> is the, that what the, it's called? The, the tip wipe. The okay. tip wipe is a frequent move. Yeah. 
A freak move. If, if you don't want to do too many shakes. I mean, you can, you, you can shake it forever. Gotcha. Yeah. So if sometimes you, right. you shake it more than three times, you're playing with it. So you just yeah. got to get the tip wipe involved. That's great point. That's the rule. You don't mm-hmm. want to shake it past a certain threshold. And I don't want to like bag on somebody for. Like, no, you have should. a prostate problem. No, but, you should. But again, this is an office setting. This is an office setting, and you can't leave pee-pee toilet. Yeah. Okay? Let's start flushing around here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Flush first. That's our new slogan here at the ESPN Well, no, West don't Palma. flush first. They might have flushed oh, first, true. and that might be the problem. That's a good point. If you flush first, <laughs> yeah, that's true. then you leave the pee-pee toilet. Um, flush last. I'll get to the bottom of this for you, though. We should. You should have took a sample, and then you, you could have got everybody. Uh-huh. A DNA and, sample? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. We um, can't yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what was um, Stone about to say? Stone, real quick. Uh, real quick. Um, could you um could you play the the pressure filled um, trivia brain music, please? I'd be delighted, sir. Theo. You're on the hot seat. Yes. Spell bagel. You have okay. ten seconds. T E G A L. B B A No, you said you said B E G A L, right? No, no, no. 5 B A G A E L B A G E L. Nope, he can't go back because I laughed, sir. No, no, no. I was trying to pronunciate it out. I was trying to bagel. The initial effort from Theo, if I heard it correctly, Stone was B E G A L. That is correct, sir. And that tracks with what Stone and I read via a text from Theo. I said B-E-G. Earlier today. Theo at 11.50 a.m. Eastern Time texted the following to Stone and I. I'm going to be a buzzer beater for the show. Tried to cop a Bagal, and now I'm in bridge traffic. Bagal. B-E-G-A-L, meaning bagel, but he spelled it Bagal, which, again, he did. When we quizzed him. Yeah. And then he tried to save himself. Ken, I brought it up to your attention. I said, uh, I think we might have a problem on our hands. Right? <laughs> the, the guy who delivers the news nightly to, to thousands, tens of thousands mm-hmm. of people. Right on WPTV, Fox, all, all, all the above, right? Sometimes hundreds of thousands. But yeah, who's, who's Hundreds counting? of thousands. This guy. Did he just spell bagel wrong, Ken? Yeah, he spelled it bagel. Ken had to go check the text messages. And I said, hold on, let me pull up my keyboard here. And A is... Not very close to E. Yes. As yeah. as far as your fingers go. I was thinking of the Bengals. Mm. And or a beagle. Or a beagle. Mm-hmm. Or. Do you know Snoopy was a beagle? Yes, or I is did. Is a beagle? Yeah. Was that, what do you? Say? No, Snoopy's not dead. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to scare everybody. Snoopy's still alive and kicking. Snoopy. Him and Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, no, you know what? Yeah, so what? I spell bagel wrong here and there, all right? Am I imperfect? Yes. But am I unlike anybody else in this room? No. Well, that's a great transition, wow. though. Because it's time now for a new segment we're calling What the Hell Did I Just Hear? Let's start. Let's ease our way into this, Stone, if we could, okay? Sunday, the Bills pick up a victory. It was it was an ugly win, but the Bills nonetheless beat the Jets. The offenses looked stagnant, just a bit stagnant there in Buffalo for quite some time. But Josh Allen, being the upstanding professional that he always is, he stepped to the podium post game and received a line of questioning that was then given a massive exclamation point to which Josh Allen gave the most incredible response to. This is Josh Allen post game Sunday. This offense has struggled to find its rhythm for about six games now. Is that a concern for you? No, we're ten and three. You know, find ways to win football games, and um, well, that's not what you want to hear. But um, 
just playing complimentary smart football um, you know not putting ourselves and our defense in bad situations and um, you know just trying to Try and win football games, no matter how it happens. It doesn't look like an offense that's going to be good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. Just the, okay, at the end. Listen, just listen. If you could cue up, Stone, that last question, it's not even a question. It was it's a, a It's a reporter making a declaration, his opinion to Josh Allen, and Josh Allen giving the most noncommittal, okay, that you'll ever hear. Look like an offense that's going to be good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. Okay. It was dismissive. I mean, what, what are we doing? What is that reporter doing? Yeah. What are you doing? If you want to ask him, do you think that this is currently an offense that can win a Super Bowl? That's one thing. This doesn't look like an offense that can win the Super Bowl. Okay. I thought Josh Allen handled that perfectly. Yeah. That is a man in that media room, by the way. His name is Jerry Sullivan. He's a writer in Buffalo. And if you know any of his history, you're not surprised that he's trying to make himself the star. Mm. And Josh Allen handled him Absolutely perfect. Sound like a fan. That's like something a fan said. No, yeah, a fan of the opposing team. No, but then, a, no, a fan of the team that's like mad at the team, though. You know, like he sounds like a no. He's fan. he's curmudgeon. He's holding curmudgeon. Yeah. This Jerry it's Sullivan like, character. Yeah. Then there is what's the the show with um with with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless? It'd be first take. First, no, it's not. It's undisputed. Undisputed. That was a good. That was. It's like a first take right uh, now. God, I I I, I love on. Skips tweets every morning. I apologize for getting that wrong. I know it's undisputed. undisputed. Okay. It's all good. Um, like a, I mean, well, that's know. part of your problem. You've had your brain rotted by Skips tweets every morning. <laughs> that's right. But yesterday, Baker Mayfield is back. Uh, now on Undisputed. They were discussing the merits of Tom Brady, and Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp almost fought one another. Still playing at a high level at 45 when you had to stop at 35. Yeah, that's what you that's do. That's the point. That's what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something into question, I'm jealous. No. Skip, I did well, what I did. I never did. said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Skip, I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I so got three what? Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you were. I'm better way than you. Better. Skip, what I got to see what you do. You take personal shots. No, for I, don't, I don't take yeah. personal oh, shots. You time started time it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I so didn't take a personal shot at you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? What you is that? Take a personal <laughs> shot. Glasses back on. Can I finish? You're willing to take a personal shot at me to say this man is better than me because I say he's playing bad this year? Well, because you 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 dis, Go ahead. you disrespect him. It's it's just so. It, so it's you, been, just, you know what? It's beneath your you dignity. You would disrespect me to no, support him. No, well, I'll, I'll support him over anybody because he's the greatest player who ever have played your it. game, and it's by have far. Have at it. Have it. Okay? Take off, bro. I'm going to have at it because I'm going to have at you. What? I mean, uh, Shannon Sharp would waste Skip. By the way, that that was the voice of Skip Bayless. No, I thought that was what is that? No, it, it was Skip. Skip. What is that? What is he doing? <laughs> I want to clip that. I'm going to have it you. Right there, I'm going to have, part you. Yeah, yeah, have yeah, it you. you. What are you I'm going to have it you. And, and when Skip, Skip goes, put your glasses back on. Put your glasses back on. I mean, how disrespectful is that? He's lucky that he's not in a bloody mess on the floor. Well, Skip... Skip one of those glasses to put back on because he didn't want things to continue. Uh-huh, He's like, yeah, he hey, saw hey. how things were escalating. Because Shannon started taking that jacket off too. Next, that's the new, you know. That's the- Do we have time for the reintroduction of a centuries-old racial slur thrown out by RG3 last night? <laughs> I do not believe so. All right. We oh, have to, my gosh. We have RG3, dude. Yeah. RG3 busted out the J word yeah. last night. And if he- you don't know what the J word is, look it up. This, this, the where does part, that come from? The sickest part is his response on Twitter where he posts a picture of himself 
reacting like. Yep. I'm like, dude, be serious right now. <sighs> that's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Skip. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey, you want to hear a mystery? I went to the bathroom during the break. And again, here at the ESPN West Palm offices, there's a men's bathroom, a women's bathroom, and they both have one toilet. It's a single bathroom. Yeah. Okay? Now, also, I want to be clear that no matter your pronoun, you can use either bathroom. Okay? Yeah. I just want to make sure that like, we, we are not committing an HR violation here. Okay? No. Like, everybody has access to the bathrooms. I'm just saying that it's labeled as man and woman. Okay? But Pre- Appreciate you doing that. Yeah. I walked into the one labeled man... And guess what I discovered? I'm not ready for this. Unflushed pee-pee toilet. Oh, man. You cannot. I don't know how you handle your home life. I don't know how you handle your home life. And maybe in the middle of the night you go pee and it's dark and you don't want to wake people up and you don't flush in in the morning you take care of it. I know people that do that, whatever. What? But here in, I think it's a white person thing. Okay. And then you, but, but here in an office setting, you can't leave a PP toilet. What are, what are we doing around here? I mean, it's, what it's are a disgrace. we doing around here? And I know that there's not a woman who works in the ESPN West Palm office that would leave a PP toilet. No. But but here's the kicker. There was a piece of toilet paper in the toilet. Huh. Huh. Which, which means what? Oh, that there, there might was have been a white afterwards. Yeah. So and you that would suggest that maybe flush? it was a woman who would leave a PP toilet if there was toilet paper in there. That's true. Unless there's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a mystery. Oh, you can do a little tip wipe. What's that? Maybe somebody did a tip wipe. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, maybe someone did do that. Uh, I, was, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> is the, that what the, it's called? The, the tip wipe. The okay. tip wipe is a frequent move. Yeah, a frequent tip wipe move. If, if you don't want to do so many shakes. I mean, you can, you, you can shake it forever. Gotcha. Yeah. So sometimes you, right. you shake it more than three times, you're playing with it. So you just yeah. got to get the tip wipe involved. That's a great point. That's the rule. You don't mm-hmm. want to shake it past a certain threshold. And I don't want to like bag on somebody for like no, you having should. a prostate problem. No, but, you should. But again, this is an <laughs> office setting. This is an office setting, and you can't leave pee pee toilet. Yeah. Okay. Let's start flushing around here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Flush first. That's our new slogan here at the ESPN. Well, no, West don't Palm flush off. first. They might have flushed oh, first, true. and that might be the problem. That's a good point. If you flush first, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then you leave the PP toilet. Um, flush last. I'll get to the bottom of this for you, though. We should. You should have took a sample, and then you you could have got everybody uh-huh. a DNA and, sample. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. We uh, can't. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what was um, Stone about the Stone? Real quick. Uh, real quick. <laughs> um, could you um could you play the the pressure-filled um, trivia brain music, please. I'd be delighted, sir. Theo, <laughs> you're on the hot seat. Yes. Spell bagel. You have okay. 10 seconds. B-E-G-A-L-B-A. No, you said B-E-G-A-L, right? No, no, no. Five. B-A-G-E-L. Nope, he can't go back because I laughed, sir. No, no, no. I was trying to pronunciate it out. I was trying to bagel. The initial effort from Theo 
If I heard it correctly, Stone, was B-E-G-A-L. That is correct, sir. And that tracks with what Stone and I read via a text from Theo. I said B-E-G. Earlier today. Theo at 11.50 a.m. Eastern Time texted the following to Stone and I. I'm going to be a buzzer beater for the show. Tried to cop a Bagal, and now I'm in bridge traffic. Bagal. B-E-G-A-L, meaning bagel, but he spelled it Bagal, which, again, he did when we quizzed him. Yeah. And then he tried to save himself. Ken, I brought it up to your attention. I said, uh, I think we might have a problem on our hands. (laughs) The the guy who delivers the news nightly to to thousands, tens of thousands Mm -hmm. of people. But on WPTV, Fox, all, all, all the above, right? Sometimes hundreds of thousands. But yeah, who's, who's hundreds counting? of thousands? This guy. Did he just spell bagel wrong, Ken? Yeah, he spelled it bagel. Ken had to go check the text messages, and I said, "Hold on, let me pull up my keyboard here." And A is not very close to E. Yes. As yeah. uh, as far as your fingers go. I was thinking of the Bengals. Mm. And or a beagle. Or a beagle. Mm-hmm. Or. Do you know Snoopy was a beagle? Yes, or I is did. a beagle. Yeah. Was what do you? No, Snoopy's not dead. Okay. I'm sorry. Eh. Sorry to scare everybody. Snoopy's still alive and kicking. Snoopy. Him and Woodstock. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Yeah. So what? I spell bagel wrong here and there. All right. Am I imperfect? Yes. <laughs> but am I unlike anybody else in this room? No. Well, that's a great transition. <laughs> wow. Because it's time now for a new segment. We're calling "What the Hell Did I Just Hear." <laughs> Let's start. Let's ease our way into this stone, if we could. Okay, Sunday, the Bills pick up a victory. It was it was an ugly win, but the Bills nonetheless beat the Jets. The offenses looked stagnant, just a bit stagnant there in Buffalo for quite some time. But Josh Allen, being the upstanding professional that he always is, he stepped to the podium post game and received a line of questioning that was then given a massive exclamation point. To which Josh Allen gave the most incredible response to. This is Josh Allen post-game Sunday. This offense has struggled to find its rhythm for about six games now. Is that a concern for you? No, we're ten and three. You know, finding ways to win football games, and um, well, that's not what you want to hear. But um, just playing complimentary, smart football. Um, you know, not putting ourselves and our defense in bad situations, and um, you know, just trying to. Try and win football games, no matter how it happens. It doesn't look like an offense that's good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. Just the, okay, at the end. Listen, just listen. If you could cue up, Stone, that last question. It's not even a question. It's a a reporter making a declaration, his opinion to Josh Allen, and Josh Allen giving the most noncommittal, okay, that you'll ever hear. Like an offense that's good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. Okay. It was dismissive. I mean, what, what are we doing? What is that reporter doing? Yeah. What are you doing? If you want to ask him, do you think that this is currently an offense that can win a Super Bowl? That's one thing. This doesn't look like an offense that can win the Super Bowl. Okay. I thought Josh Allen handled that perfectly. Yeah. That is a man in that media room, by the way. His name is Jerry Sullivan. He's a writer in Buffalo. And if you know any of his history, you're not surprised that he's trying to make himself the star. Mm. And Josh Allen handled him Absolutely perfect. Sound like a fan. That's like something a fan said. No, yeah, a fan of the opposing team. No, but then, a, no, a fan of the team that's like mad at the team, though. You know, like he sounds like a no. He's fan. he's curmudgeoning. He's holding curmudgeoning. Yeah, this Jerry Sullivan right. character. Yeah. Then 
There is what's the the show with um with with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless? It'd be first take. First, no, it's not. It's undisputed. Undisputed. That was good. That was. It's like a first take right uh, now. God, I I I I love on Skip's tweets every morning. I apologize for getting that wrong. I know it's undisputed. undisputed. Okay, it's all good. Um, like a, I mean, well, that's know. part of your problem. You've had your brain rotted by Skip's tweets every morning. <laughs> that's right. But yesterday, Baker Mayfield is back uh, now on Undisputed. They were discussing the merits of Tom Brady. And Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp almost fought one another. Still playing at a high level at 45 when you had to stop at 35. Skip, that's what you that's do. That's the point. That's what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something in a question, I'm jealous. No. Skip, I did what I, I did. I never said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Skip, I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I so got what? three Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you were. I'm better way than you. Better. Skip, what I got to see what you do. You take personal shots. No, for the I, don't, I don't take personal oh, shots. Time you time started time it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I so didn't take a personal shot at you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? What you is would take that? a personal <laughs> shot at me. Glasses back on. Can I finish? You're willing to take a personal shot at me to say this man is better than me because I say he's playing bad this year? Well, because you 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 just Go ahead. you disrespect him. It's it's just so. It, so it's you would just you know what? It's beneath your you dignity. You would disrespect me to no, support him. No, well I'll, I'll support him over anybody because he's the greatest player who ever have played your it. game, and it's by have far. At it. Have it. Okay? Take off. I'm going to have at it because I'm going to have at you. What? I mean, uh, Shannon Sharp would waste Skip. By the way, that that. Was the voice of Skip Bayless? No, I thought that was what standing. is that? No, it it was Skip. Skip. What is that? What is he doing? <laughs> I want to clip that. I'm gonna have it you right there. I'm that gonna last have part. You. Gonna yeah, have yeah, it you. you. What are you? I'm gonna on? have it you. And and when Skip, Skip goes, put your glasses back on. Put your glasses back on. I mean, how disrespectful is that? He's lucky that he's not in a bloody mess on the floor. Well, Skip. Skip one of those glasses put back on because he didn't want things to continue. Uh-huh, He's like, yeah, he hey, saw hey. how things were escalating. Because Shannon starts taking that jacket off too. Next, that's the next, you know. That's the- Do we have time for the reintroduction of a centuries-old racial slur thrown out by RG3 last night? <laughs> I do not believe so. All right, we oh have to. Oh my gosh, RG3, dude. Yeah, RG3 busted out the J word. Yeah, last night. And if he- you don't know what the J word is, look it up. This, this, the where does part, that come from? The sickest part is his response on Twitter where he posts a picture of himself reacting like, yep. I'm like, dude, be serious right now. <sighs> that's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye! Skip. <laughs> <laughs>